The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yao. Good Thursday morning to you folks out in Radio Land. Chris Yao here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint. Very excited to be with you today on this Thursday edition of the show. Joined as always by Mo Patton and J.P. Plant, welcome in on WKOM and WZYX down in Franklin County. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us this morning. Fellas, how we doing? We're good. Peachy, man. We're good. Doing peachy. Beautiful morning. Yes, it is. Peachy. Peachy. I lived for a year in, in Atlanta, so I feel comfortable saying that. In the ATL? In the ATL, yeah. You in my younger days. I lived for six months in Carrollton, home of the University of West Georgia. Yeah, yeah. I had uh, and, many friends uh, that uh, went to West Carroll, um, home of Zach Brown. Yeah, yeah. Is that Zach Brown of the Zach the Brown, Zach Brown Band? Band. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, when when I was there, some random guy named Zach know, Brown. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, you never know. Um, when, when I was down there, he was just getting started, and he was playing at pubs and bars in the greater Atlanta area. So I saw Zach Brown um, when he was just a, a a bar act. You saw Zach Brown before he was the Zach, Zach Brown. Brown. Yes, the Zach exactly. Brown. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the first time I ever the, the first time I ever saw Zach Brown, it was um, during Rick and Bubba's turkey toss, <laughs> where they take frozen turkeys and you, I think you like bowl them and whoever bowls it the longest. Like yeah. they had, it was a big production. Anyway, so yeah, same. You guys saw Zach Brown before he was Zach go. Brown. That's right. Good times, great oldies, right there. That's right. Uh, <laughs> oh man. <laughs> so. Uh, yeah, I'm a little delirious. Last night was fun. Uh, <laughs> I don't mean to good. laugh. <laughs> well, I, I mean, we just, you know, we so we napped yesterday in the middle of the day. In the middle of the day, because you sleep whenever Charlie sleeps, right? Like that's just how life is. This is also a parenting podcast, by the way. There you go. Yeah, uh, we have we have switched from uh, from from sports and food to also parenting. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you just sleep when Charlie sleeps. So there's that. Um, last night, I guess, I don't know, I might have slept for a couple hours straight once or twice, and that was about it, but it is what it is. Sleep when she sleeps, like you said. I mean, that's um, that's going to be your best you bet for the next while. So. Uh, I, yeah, no doubt. 
I am scrolling through Twitter, and Craig Thomas from our friends down at the Times Daily in Florence, Alabama, is covering the uh, Class 4A Girls State Championship this morning. The Class 4A Girls State Championship is being played at 9 o'clock on a Thursday morning. That's correct. And more than midway through the first quarter, they're scoreless, and the teams have combined to miss their first 17 field goal tries. You know why? Because it's 9 o'clock in the morning. Because they're not awake yet. <laughs> they probably had the same thing, uh, same issues I had last night. They're just tired. Well, yeah, but they weren't up with babies, I, I wouldn't think. No, they were probably up with each other being high school girls mm-hmm. in a hotel room in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It, it, why are you playing high school? Why are you playing state championship games at 9 o'clock in the morning? But see, Do I, better. I, 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 I thought – I thought Alabama had it all figured out, Chris. Not all of it, clearly. Okay. All right. I don't mind the 9 a.m. I, I, as a fan, I don't mind the 9 a.m. But state championships? I mean, I yeah, that's rough. Yeah. Can't do that. You can't do that. Especially, here's the worst part. They're playing it at two different sites. Like, it's not like they don't have plenty of time to, like, make this happen. Ridiculous. Well... So, so the next time folks want to complain about the Tennessee State Basketball Tournament championship schedule and Just that remind kind of thing, them. you could be playing a title <laughs> game at 9 o'clock on Thursday morning. Just think on well, that Well, and that's, a that's an, that is one of the downfalls to having seven classes in all sports. Yeah. So there you go. Seven classes because, for basketball. I mean, Seven classes for all sports, every one of them, except wrestling. They have small class and large class. That's it. Probably because you don't have as many wrestling programs, but yeah, that's. Yeah, yeah. But anyway. Yeah. Just thought that was interesting. It is. (laughs) Not surprised that, not surprised that both teams are 0 for 17 (laughs) to start the game. (laughs) Goodness. That's 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 riveting. That's 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 tough to watch <laughs> under any circumstance. It's especially tough to watch at nine o'clock on a Thursday morning. Oof! Got to get the kids out of school, man. Mm-mm, yeah. Okay. That's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's the that's the idea here. Oh man. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to get off on a rant there, but uh, yeah. So, just FYI, Tennessee, you can hold that one over Alabama's head. <laughs> Very rarely does this do do I feel like Alabama does things poorly in the championship realm, but that's that's a bad one. This would be one of them. <laughs> that's that's yeah that one no, that was on the top of the list if I had to guess. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, anyway, big news yesterday, Mo. Yeah, um, kind of came out of nowhere. Um, as we scroll Twitter, as we so often do, we came across a picture. Actually, I think I saw it on Facebook. I don't remember. Anyway. Um, we were tagged in the picture on Twitter. Were we? Uh, SM, SM underscore TN Sports was tagged in the picture on Twitter. Well, they wanted to make sure we saw it, I guess. Okay. Uh, yes, they did. That's is that is that the 2020 version of a press release or 2021 version of a press release being tagged on, on Twitter? <laughs> I do believe it is. That is the new press release. Okay, there we go. A Twitter tag. All right, sounds good. Um, 
former Columbia Central receiver Dre Hall, who <laughs> one of his claims to fame is he caught a pass in every college football game he played in in North Alabama. Top that. Um, is new assi- the newest assistant at Mount Pleasant. Following in the footsteps of his former Lions teammate, Tredarius Goff, in joining Kit Hartsfield staff. So, um, we were we were fortunate enough to, um, or JP and I were fortunate enough, because you're not in studio, Chris, to um, visit for a couple moments right before we went on the air with Chris Pointer, the athletics director for Murray County Public Schools, and the timing of the announcement took him a little aback as well. He said this came together pretty quick. I think um, Dre and Kit maybe spoke on Tuesday, and there's an announcement on Wednesday. So Hartsfield continuing to build his staff. Um, Not sure who else he has added, but certainly two luminaries from the Columbia Central football pantheon heading south. So should be interesting to watch. You know, I'll be interested to see what, uh, you know, what he's coaching. Obviously, you know, their first – he and Trady's first uh, foray into the, the coaching world, really, uh, at the high school level anyway. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be really curious to see, you know, how how it translates from athlete to coach. Obviously, sometimes it, it it's tougher for really good athletes to coach kids who aren't as gifted – as they were because it came so easy to, to really good athletes sometimes. So I'll be curious to see how that translates. And, uh, but nonetheless, a bringing in someone with that type of, obviously you've got Kit who's got a ring. You got now Trady and Dre who both, you know, have played in state championships. It's, um, it, it does nothing but build character for the program. No doubt. I mean, when you bring in people who know how to win at that level, it can't hurt. Well, it certainly br- it brings credibility. You know, um, it shouldn't be hard to get the kids' attention, um, and it's that's right. And it's still recent enough that there is some recognition. There's still some some name recognition with both those guys, and in in this community. You know, people know, okay, Dre Hall, Trey D, both played on that 2010 state title team. Um, okay, maybe we, ought to yeah, listen. And, maybe we ought to listen to them a little bit, you know? And a lot of those kids, I mean, they, they probably watched some of those games and, you know, grew up looking at, you know, as, as five, six-year-olds, seven-year-olds. I mean, you know who those players are on the high school team. Right. I mean, I knew who the I knew who the players were on on the high school team when I was that age. So, yeah, I mean, those are the kids. That, these are the kids who probably idolized them. Mm-hmm. You know, e- even if they were at, at Mount Pleasant or, you know, whatever, they they were still probably idolizing those guys who were playing for a state championship. So, yeah, really, really, you know, really impressive hire by Kit Hartsfield, and he just continues to to impress me specifically uh just with the ability to bring in top talent to mount pleasant where they really feel like they're going to be in a good position come the fall yeah 
I mean, they are certainly, you know, they, they won the press conference, as you talk about. Um, they, they are winning the offseason hiring flurry here. I'll, I'll be interested to see what the rest of his staff looks like. And um, once they get on the field and get started doing some stuff, that'll be worth keeping an eye on. No doubt, no doubt. Um, so, last night had a couple of couple of ball games that uh, are of note that we'll get to later in the first hour. Also, we'll talk a little bit about some of the games that we will be taking in tonight. In hour number two, we'll talk about the Braves. Uh, who's going to be the opening day starter? Who should be the opening day starter? We'll give you our opinions anyway. Um, great article on the Nashville Predators on the Athletic yesterday, and is is it over? Is the window closed? We'll talk about that. We'll also talk about a Vol for Life legacy recruit who has committed to an ACC school. We'll tell you who that is and where they're committed. And we'll also get in the second hour, Jerry Palm, CBS sports bracketologist, will join us to talk about the NCAA tournament and where some SEC and other local schools could end up uh, seated in said tournament. So a lot of stuff to talk about today. Really excited about it. And we will get to all of that and more right after we give you Today's rundown is the rundown. In girls' region, six AAA championship action last night. Page defeated visiting Cane Ridge, 57-49. In region six AA, Creekwood defeated Stewart's County, Stewart County, excuse me, 38-32. In the region four A championship, Huntland was a 65-57 winner over Fayetteville. Houston County defeated Joe Burns 65-53 in Region 5A Championship. And in the Region 6A title game, it was Summertown 60, Loretto 56. In junior college women's basketball last night, it was Jackson State defeating the Columbia State Lady Chargers 73-69. Columbia State dropped both ends of a doubleheader in softball to Volunteer State, falling 3-1 in the opener and 11-4 in the nightcap. Columbia State's baseball team split a double dip with Ball State, falling 14-7 in Game 1, winning 7-6 in Game 2. Tonight's schedule and girls' action in Region 4 AAA, it will be Oakland at, at Blackman. I assume that is a doubleheader. Uh, I believe it will be Siegel at Blackman in the Region 4 AAA boys' finals as well. In Region 6 AAA, uh, Franklin will host Cane Ridge, and in Region 6 AA, Community travels to Creekwood. In the Region 4A Boys Championship, Moore County will play at Cascade. Richland will travel to Joe Burns in the Region 5A Championship game, and in Region 6A, speaking of traveling, the Mustangs of Loretta will make the long drive over to Atwood and take on West Carroll. And that will do it for your Thursday rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today.
When we come back, we'll talk about uh, Park Trey, Summertown Loretto. And we'll get a little bit of insight into their opponents in the sub-state games on the other side of this break on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yalmo, Pat, and J.P. Plant with you here on this Thursday morning as we approach the bottom of the first hour. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on WKOM and WZYX down in Franklin County. If you are listening on the podcast, we appreciate it. If you are not listening on the podcast and you want to hear today's show on demand, you can do just that. All you have to do is search us wherever you get your podcasts. SM-TN Prep Sports today for the first hour and SM-TN Sports today for the second hour. If you are watching on Facebook, good morning. My dad, who has not figured out how to not be ATO Sports, which is a page that my uncle created and has never used. I don't know how this happened. He just needs to own uh, it. He just needs to own it. He snuck up on us. We we were sitting here in the office yesterday or the day before, and we're like, what is this ATO sports? <laughs> and I'm like, against the odds? What? 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 What are you doing, Chuck? I'll tell you what. Own it. Pretend like he, you know, like like it, you know, gives you a little credibility, right? There you go. Uh, I'm the owner of ATO Sports and uh, I got something to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that I also am a uh, an, a moderator on that site <laughs> on that particular page. So, I, I don't know. But uh, if you are listening to us on Facebook Live, let us know that you're you're there. And if anything doesn't sound right, let us know that too. And we appreciate Dan James yesterday for helping us out. We figured that uh, issue out, thank goodness. So we by sound the, good this morning. By the way, Dan texted me during the break, said, as of now, audio is spot on. Sounds good. Yeah. It it will it will continue to be. We like we said, we figured out the the issue yesterday. So glad we were able to do that, but we appreciate the help for sure. No question. Um if uh if you are on Facebook Live though, feel free to comment. We'll be happy to interact with you. We got a lot to talk about in the first hour. As last night, Mo, you got a chance to go see part three. Part three of the Summertown Loretto girls in um region 6a action and 
This one was the closest of the three. It was. It was. So um, clearly Loretto coming through. Yeah. Um, I don't think they play for close in Loretto, though. So um, the 60-56 defeat didn't fall much Trending different. in the right direction, though. Yeah, they're trending in the <laughs> right direction, but I don't <clears> – excuse me. Like I said, I just don't think that's what they're looking for. And um, I, I think that um, – Ashley Rutledge had her team kind of thinking about part four as soon as part was, three got over with. I mean, she she said I was about to say, yeah, I was exactly what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, um, and I wouldn't count it out. Uh, and that's a that's a that's <laughs> no. a that's a, that's a really good team that that Summertown beat last night and has beaten twice previously. Um, 57-48 the first time they played at Summertown, 61-46 down at Loretto three weeks later. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the the article that we have on the website at sm-tnsports.com, you know, the last thing Ashley said, you know, in a two-possession game, we're thinking about turnovers, missed free throws, defensive assignments. I have all the confidence in the world my team can beat anybody in Class A. So, there you go. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that's a that that's not a statement that I would be afraid to make mm-hmm. if if I'm, you know, Coach Rutledge. She doesn't. This team is is capable. I mean, they really are. They're capable of beating anybody. And now both teams will have their hands full on Saturday. <laughs> but uh, it's going to be a lot. I, I really think that both of these teams have the ability to to get to Murfreesboro and like, you know, part four is not out of the question. Uh, I think we've all kind of had that in the back of our mind throughout the, the entire year. Really. I mean, is, is these two teams could meet in Murfreesboro at some point And well, if they meet, it'll be in the championship game because they will split teams from the same region into Right. Different semifinal brackets. So, you know, I, I think the last person out of Lawrence Lawrence County turn off the lights if those two were to meet in a championship setting. And I, especially after playing for a volleyball state title and then playing for a basketball state title, they might as well just shut down Class A. Yeah. <laughs> in girls well, sports just well, folks will be trying to move everything to Lawrence County well and and the good thing is I think they are both headed to class double a next year so you know folks won't have to be trying to figure out how to get them kicked out there's that that's nice of them uh yeah really this was a a game like I said a lot closer than the especially the one that I saw but it feels like there's always a lull for Loretto of a and last night was no different. They they have a little stretch against Summertown where Summertown is able to build a, a big enough lead that it makes it difficult to complete that comeback. Yeah, you know, Summertown made a little run right there at the end of the first quarter, uh, end of the first half, um, got a couple of defensive stops and turned them into points and, and extended a lead out. And then in the third quarter, um, Loretta went through a little bit of a drought that, that Summertown was able to take advantage of. But at the same time, I don't know that 
excuse me, I, I don't know that at any point Summertown really felt safe. I mean, it was an 11-point game with three and a half, uh, three and a half minutes left, but um, winds up being a four-point game. And had Summertown not hit some free throws, it could have been even closer than that. So it it was it was about the game that you expect, I think, when those two get together. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, again, like you said, it's it's exactly what you expect when these two teams get together. It's it's never going to let you down as far as entertainment value goes because you, when you've got Miss Basketball finalist Carly Weathers on one side and you've got the group of of girls that Summertown has that have been just fantastic all year long, somebody's going to make the play that that has to be made, and it just so happened that. You know, last night felt like that play was um, Haley Campbell. So, yeah, well, it was Kaylee Campbell, but it was also Haley Jones. Um, it was Riley Long coming up with some plays. And I'll tell you, um, one person that there was a yes, there's a specific play that I'm thinking of. Mm-hmm. Um, it may have been. Um, because I was trying to watch it. Oh, it was the the play right at halftime, mm-hmm. where it went from twenty eight. Was it twenty eight twenty six or something? No, it was thirty one twenty eight. Yeah, it was that stretch. Haley Jones hit a pair of free throws. It went from twenty eight twenty five. Loretta. Okay. When when Carly uh, Carly Weathers hit a step back three right there, right inside the two minute mark. Haley Jones hit a pair of free throws. Reese Wilson, who I was just getting ready to talk about, um, gotcha. put in a reverse layup with 11 seconds left. Um, Loretta's getting ready to come across half court. Haley Jones gets a steal, takes that and lays it in. And and so it goes from 28-25 Loretto to 31-28 Summertown right there. And, and most everybody kind of pointed to that as a key swing there. But um, – you know, Reese Wilson got significant playing time last night because Katie Burdett is nursing a um, a high ankle sprain, according to Katie Embry. And um, so she gave them some good minutes. Um, Burdett played well. She, she only finished with four points, but um, was a presence on both ends for Summertown. Also, Ansley Burleson... Um, we fielded a question about that yesterday morning during Coach's Corner with Coach Embry. Apparently, is having an MRI this morning on a on a knee. So, we'll see how that goes and what that does for her availability for Saturday's sectional against visiting Joe Burns. Yeah, and that game last night, I, I was able to watch it on um, on on YouTube or Facebook or wherever I was watching it. <laughs> and I have to say, I absolutely love the Joe Burns basketball um, broadcast broadcast because it is, it's, it's simply just, you know, a couple of students who are sitting there and they're talking amongst themselves about whatever. I mean, I, they're talking about life and they're talking about, you know, school and girls and whatever and they're just hanging out but every time there's a score they give you the score and this and the time which is incredibly uh helpful 
because you can't always see the scoreboard. So I will say that you know some, that's that's better than some broadcasters. <laughs> I was going to say, Chris, you'll find you'll listen to a lot of high school broadcasts across the state, and you won't get that. So not so just, it, not just across the state, yeah. but certainly across the state. Yeah. yeah, I mean, time and score, man. Yep. Particularly in basketball, <laughs> I mean, you you can't you cannot you can't give it too often. So. Well, it, kudos it, to them. I appreciated it. Sure, absolutely. I mean, it it was fantastic. Now the refs showed up. I believe I believe the game was scheduled for six, and the officials apparently were aware of seven, uh, which I guess is not an uncommon thing, is it, Mo? No, it's not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. You remember when uh, Mo showed up at halftime and the Mud Dogs won the Bourbon Bowl? There you go. Uh, <laughs> But just so the officials didn't show up for like 30 minutes. And obviously once they got there, they had to hustle up and get on the court. But the the kids were talking. They're like, what if the rest just didn't show up, just decided not to show up? And then so it was pretty funny. But really good basketball game. At the end of the first quarter, Houston County was up, I think, like 15 to – oh, no, it was 21 to 15. And then Joe Burns goes on this huge run, gets up like 24-21, I think. And – they held the lead throughout the second and third quarters, got to the fourth quarter, and it was a one-point ball game. Next thing you know, Houston County made like four threes in a row, and that right there will pretty much <laughs> do it for you. Um, Joe Burns was on the on the other end. They were throwing up prayers. They were trying to drive and just you know six or seven-foot floaters. And, and just not good looks at the basket, especially when the, your opponent is knocking down long long balls. Uh, it's not what you want. So um, Joe Burns fell to Houston County. I think that was their third game of the year. And um, no, I, was it? Let's see. Should have been. Three. Well, theoretically, because they're, they're in the same their, district. Right. That was actually their fourth, fourth game. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, because they played in the in the finals. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I think they split the season um, series. And it's going to be interesting to see how this – I mean, I've seen Joe Burns play, and Houston County beating Joe Burns is, is pretty impressive. We've seen you know, Joe Burns beating Richland was a little bit of a surprise for us, and – they're very good basketball teams. So Summertown Loretta will certainly have their hands full. It will not be a uh, cakewalk to Murfreesboro. The, both of these teams are very good. Uh, and I will be, I will certainly be interested to see uh, Saturday night, how it plays out um, up at Houston County with, against Loretto for sure. I just don't think, and, and, you know, maybe it's just regional bias on my part. I'm not sure. Uh, I I don't know that either Houston County or Joe Burns has seen the type schedule, for one thing, that both Summertown and Loretta have played. And I think that the schedules have have kind of prepared both those teams for these type moments. Uh, That's kind of what I anticipate. So, like I said, Uh, could be bias on my uh, part, but that's kind of the feel that I've got for it. I think Loretto will have a tougher time, obviously, going on the road to Houston County. It's not an easy trip. <laughs> no, it's um, not. Made that trip once. Once. But but 
Joe Burns at Summertown. I, I I expect Summertown to win the game. Brooke Dallin, very good uh, for Joe Burns, and if she gets hot from downtown, she can she can shoot the lights out. But uh, slow her down, and Joe Burns kind of goes by the wayside. They they, they kind of go how she goes. So if you're able to slow her down, you can expect Joe Burns to kind of uh, struggle a little bit on the offensive end. So. Again, I'm curious. I'm excited to see uh, how it goes uh, Saturday. Those, do we have game times for that? I we mean, do not. Um, I, I, I spoke briefly with um, Lane Henson, the principal and AD at Summertown, as I was going out the door last night and um, asked him what time. And he said, hopefully six, but, you know, we're going to try to be good hosts and, and accommodate, you know, Joe Burns. So – my guess would be six. I doubt that it'll be seven, but if it is seven, it's it's because that's what Joe Burns wanted, basically. But we are um, we will stay tuned for that, and we will certainly get that tip time out whenever we get it. Um, but yeah, we are we are efforting to to get that. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, Fayetteville girls fall at Huntland last night. Huntland. Uh, the district regular season champion and district tournament champion and now region champion. Uh, they will host Clay County on Saturday. But uh, that should be a good one as well. I think Huntland, Huntland should win that game. Uh, Fayetteville will have to travel to Clark Range. Speaking of not an easy trip. It's- I was going to ask, where is that? It's in Fentress County. It's up. Um, I'm sorry, what? Yes, yes. It's up <laughs> north. It's north of Cookville and maybe east. So that would kind of be where you would well, start looking on the Tennessee state map. Go to Cookville and then gotcha. look. Go to Cookville, then look up toward the Kentucky state line and maybe over to your right just a little bit. Right. So so when CA played Clay County in that area. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yep. So they're in the same district with Clay County, Pickett County. Obviously, Clay County is the, the runner-up there. Right. Um, this is a team that scores a lot of points, so Fayetteville will certainly have their hands full. They, uh, Clark Range has scored 89 points this year, 84 points, 82 points, 88 points. Uh, <laughs> they, they score a lot of points, so it's going to be in there 14-0 in the district, 26-5 and overall, so that'll be tough for – the Lady Tigers for the Lady Hornets down in Franklin County, they go to 19 and 10, or I'm sorry, they host 19 and 10 uh, Clay County, 11 and 3 in the district. And uh, this is a team that uh, has also scored some points. Heck, they scored 89 against Trousdale County. So, uh, should be an interesting uh, region matchup. I'm really excited to see how that goes. Going back uh, to that, so, going back to that Fayetteville Clark Range game for just a second. Clark Range is coached sure. by Lamar Rogers, who has been there for ever. They've they've got some gold balls and and quite a few of them up there. Um, not sure that they've been in the state tournament here of late, but that's one of the storied class a programs and i could not remember if he had retired or if he was still there so i had to double check that but um yeah he's 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 probably one of the winningest active coaches in the country he may be up over a thousand 
So wow. that that's what yeah. Fayetteville is walking into. First time in school history, Fayetteville will enter the sub-state, though. So congratulations to those young ladies uh, for making school history, no matter what happens on Saturday. Absolutely. All right. When we come when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about tonight's games. We got a couple of games that we want to kind of preview a little bit. So Richland and Joe Burns, Loretto, West Carroll, and uh, more, <laughs> more County at Cascade. Pl- plenty to talk about on the other side of the break on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Stay tuned. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there, and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Maurice and I would like to take a little time to thank Robert Rogers and all the folks at Parks Motor Sales for sponsoring the Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today special guest podcast. When you need special treatment during your next new or pre-owned vehicle purchase, visit Parks Motor Sales at 919 Nashville Highway in Columbia or visit them online at parksmotorsales.com. Covering the teams you care about, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back into the show. Ten minutes to the top of the hour here in hour number one. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us. WKOM 101.7 FM every day, Monday through Friday, 9 to 11 a.m. on WZYX on Tuesdays and Thursdays. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us as well. Lots of fun high school stuff to get to. Uh, in the last segment here, because we have a couple of games we want to talk about, including uh, one that I will be at as I will travel up to Joe Burns, where Richland will try to extend their season to... uh, Maybe get a home game next week. Well, have you have you figured out where Joe Burns is? I have. <laughs> um, it's 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 north and left. Uh, you go you go to Springfield and you turn left. There you go. I that's think. Uh, that that's what I figured out to this point. Yeah, yeah. Um, should be fun. Of course, I, I'm not. I mean, I'm on the you know I, I'm on the the west side of Nashville. Just barely down 40 i'm not that far away it's it's an hour drive for me Mm -hmm. so not not a drive that i'm just going to be mad about yeah i mean that's 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 heck that's like driving to summertown for me (laughs) so exactly yeah it it won't be too bad it's probably closer than richland (laughs) it may very well be for you from from where you are yeah so it worked out really well for me, so I'll, I'll head up there and watch uh, watch the Raiders tonight. Going to be a really good one. Uh, I'm excited about it. You know, um, as I've said previously, I've watched this Richland team play maybe three, four times now, I guess, and just um, really impressed with the way they share the ball more than anything else. They've got a lot of guys that can score. They all realize that, and and they don't care who it is. So. I think that's part of what makes them so dangerous. It's just they're, they're a lot to prepare for. And 
you know, we um, we had coverage of the Joe Burns Kalioka region semifinal game on the website at SM TN Sports, and the Kyra kid, their guard, seems to be really be what what makes them go. You know, you talked about Brooke Dowling on the girls side for them. Um, Kalioka, I'm sorry, Jaden Kyra. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think he had 17 in the in the Kalioka win the other night, but um, Cully tried to box it and won him apparently. And once they figured that out and got into their transition, they were able to to kind of bust that up. But I just think that um, if they can identify the one guy, and and then if they can spread you out on the other end, Richland. If they can, you know, spread you out and make you have to defend all five, then then I think the advantage kind of goes their way. But I think it's going to be an interesting ball game, like you said, just because the trip. I mean, Linville to Cedar Hill. Look that up on a map. <laughs> you get you get three different options, and then you pick the one with the fewest turns. <laughs> yeah, or, or the least um, traffic, yeah, especially it, that time. What time is that game? That game will tip at 6 p.m. Okay. okay. All right. Um, leave early. So, <laughs> yes, leave early for sure. This is, or this was Joe Burns' first district title since 2001. The last time they won a district title, their head coach, JoJo Northington, was a player on the team. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, and, you know, before the district finals against Houston County, uh, um, Northington took his team outside of the trophy case and pointed at his trophy, at that, that 2001 <laughs> district title trophy, and said, I want to put y'all's right next to this one. So thought that was pretty cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and I, I think – not only is Jaden Kyra a tough matchup for for most teams, I don't think that he is necessarily a tough matchup for the athleticism and quickness of Richland. They just have so many, it, much like Summertown's girls, they just have so many players who can beat you offensively. And they are incredibly fast. Yeah, and and I think you know Daniel Nicholson and and Tyrell Randolph out there on the perimeter can guard pretty much anybody. So, well, they'll have to they'll have to guard uh, Kyra and Logan Head, who uh, has the ability to go for double digits and more. Very good, uh, very good ball player, and Bryce Cox as well. So, plenty of options for. The Red Devils, as you know, they will host, and that's again that that that's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, hosting this game is is massive. Uh, it's exactly what you know what you where you want to be in this situation. Now, obviously, this is an unusual situation. Typically, this would have been at a neutral site. Am I right? I want to make sure. I think I, so. Well, typically, I mean. They typically set a region tournament host at the beginning, and you play all your games there. But I mean, it, it could have been Joe Burns. It could have been hosting. Burns, sure. Yeah, so I'm I'm not sure, but obviously with 
with the pandemic, we're playing everything at higher seeds. And with this being a one versus a one, then it reverts to whichever district Whoever was supposed have. to host. So that's what puts Richland on the road tonight. Makes sense. Uh, Loretto is going to West Carroll. The War Eagles b- defeated Summertown in double overtime, a game that, uh, well, was pretty pretty awesome to watch. I mean, it, unfortunately, West Carroll, you know, unfortunately, Summertown season ended, but a, a game that this Loretto team is going to have its hands full. I'm really excited about it. This is another one that you need a navigator to make the trip, though. I mean, I, you were asking where Clark Range was. I I don't really have a feel for where Atwood, Tennessee is, other than that so it's somewhere in, sure in Carroll County. On the western side, bet. Uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's a little so it's a if you if you go a little bit past the paris exit right and then i think it's maybe one or two exits down you're going to take and go north hmm. um that's where atwood is I, I looked it up because i was curious how close it was to see if i wanted to go to the summertown game i did not want to go to the summertown <laughs> game <laughs> oh man uh yeah so Anything have, anything will, that requires you to cross the river is going to be kind of dicey, I think, in terms of do I want to make that trip? Eh. Yeah, I really didn't. Yeah. Chad Hall did, did let us know. It would have been at Joe Burns either way. Uh, it was their year to host. So there you so. go. Yeah, Thank anyway. you, Chad. Friend of the show, Thanks, Chad Hall. Yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, to, uh, Really, uh, really excited about this Loretta West Carroll game. I'm sure it'll be on YouTube as well. So if you are not able to get there, pull up the War Eagles Radio Network on YouTube and you can watch it. Uh, should be a lot of fun. But tonight's games are going to be great. Make sure to check out sm-tnsports.com for full coverage of those games after they are finished tonight and of Summit's ring ceremony, which is being held tonight. So should be a lot of fun. When we come back on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint, we'll be joined by CBS Sports Bracketologist Jerry Palm to talk about the brackets. Brackets. (laughs) NCAA tournament brackets. Uh, We'll be right back on (laughs) Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day. Stay tuned. 